Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Ladies and gents, I am so excited about this episode. Secretly, not just because we have the lovely Katie Hill here, because she's very special, but also this is episode number 50. So thank you so much to those of you who are listening, who have always listened and who will, I hopefully, continue to listen. But today I have Katie Hill on as a guest, and I think probably the title will be something to do with igniting our limitlessness. Um, but we'll take it from there. But you may or may not know who I'm speaking about when I but when I think of Katie Hill, I now thankfully think she'll probably breathe a sigh of relief. I now think of uh, a very competent and accomplished coach. But if you have a look at her photo, you will see that. Oh, hang on. When she was one of those Blue Peter girls, wasn't she? Well, of course <laughs> she was. She also has quite a lot of success um, under her belt, including a BAFTA, which Best Presenter Award, a National Te- Television Award and a Trick Award. But I could sit here and read her bio. But I tell you what, we're going to hear more about Katie from her from her own sort of words, really. But I think today's episode is really, it is to encourage us women and also probably our, our kids that we can indeed be masters of reinvention, because that's exactly what Katie has achieved over well, over her career so far. Um, It's what I have done, but sort of sadly, a a few less BAFTAs and Trick Awards under my belt than my guest. But we can, well, here's hoping we can, you know, it's it's, it's still early days, isn't it? So without, I'll I'll stop waffling now. I just want to say, Katie, thank you so much, my love. I'm, I'm thrilled that you're here today. You know what? I'm so chuffed to be here, Kai. And and being on your 50th episode, I turned 50 in 2021. It's a sign, isn't it? It feels all (laughs) kinds of amazing synergy that we're chatting today. And um, and hi to all your amazing listeners. And just to say to you, so well done on 50, because I started a podcast in 2020 and I know what goes into these things. Yes. And you know, it's a lot of work. It's everybody hears what goes out, but actually there's all the planning and all the, you know, and I think you've been a brilliant example of embracing new technologies and running with them, certainly as we all have in 2020, 2021. And I think that takes a real, um, an element of fearlessness because there's a lot of fear around tech. And so, you know, for you to be doing your 50th is is amazing. So I feel very honoured to be here. Well, thank you. And we, we here's, here's a sort of a virtual glass of fizz to, to celebrate um, both my podcast and your 50th. So well done. Yes. <laughs> so listen, tell me a little bit about 
how you came to be doing what you're doing. And I know we will have to sort of backtrack and and, and sort of look at your journey as a whole. But how on earth did you end up coaching? Because you obviously have a sort of finger in many pies. Yeah, many pies. Um, so I um, I started my early career as somebody who desperately wanted to jump out of planes. Um, I was what was in the day called a tomboy as a kid. We now realise that's just a badass girl or just indeed a girl who wants to, you know, climb trees. And I was always keeping up with my brother. And, and this was, you know, I was born in 71 and Blue Peter was the place that I saw girls doing all the stuff that I wanted to do that, frankly, at the time, wasn't massively encouraged. You know, we hadn't had the Spice Girls. We hadn't had girl power. It was a little bit. Girls did still get sewing kits at Christmas. Some girls might might love that. Me, not so much. And so for me, Blue Peter was this sort of oasis of, of what I wanted in life. And I never clocked the fact that as a spectacularly shy child, that might be quite an unrealistic dream. I never I never equated the two. And so I went through my entire childhood wanting to do that. Um, now, for parents listening, this is a very interesting point here that when I was five and people would say to me, what do you want to do when you're older? And I said, I want to present Blue Peter. They were like, oh my gosh, amazing. That's incredible. You'd love that. You'd be great at it, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to when I'm 15, and when you tell someone when you're 15 you want to present Blue Peter, the next line out of their mouth is, but what do you really want to do? Yes. Somehow, between childhood and teenage, we sort of crush the dreams. You know, like kids want to be astronauts. Kids want to be, they're dreaming and thinking big. And yes, of course they can do that. Like, who are we to dictate what can and can't be done? And I think it's really important that as parents we really bite our tongue and put the brakes on if something comes out of your child's mouth and you in your head through fear and instinct and all that's been um, indoctrinated into you think that's not very likely just shut up yes you're (laughs) quite yeah yeah because you know who who cares if they go for it for 10 years from 15? They're still only 25. Even if they don't land the thing, it will lead to something different. Okay. And, and I think it's, you know, we're so keen to sort of help our kids to, to you know, steer them on the right path and actually letting them be really expansive and dream big in their thinking is, is really important. And I was very lucky. My parents are massively delicious and we're always so supportive and within our family they had my brother wanted to be a drummer um, and they had me wanting to present Blue Peter and they were always nothing other than 100% supportive and um, I, I, I uh, you know at 15 though I do remember saying to the careers officer at school that I wanted to present Blue Peter and she basically poo-pooed it because how do you advise somebody particularly then yeah. on how to land that gig you know it, it's a really and especially then like now there's so much TV that actually anybody wanting to become a presenter now um there, there are a million avenues they can choose you can even do media at university yep. then there were four channels very few jobs and so the likelihood wasn't very high 
And, and I think the thing is, is I mean, because I, I sort of experienced sort of the, the yes, dear sort of tight comments, um, you know, along along sort of, you know, my sort of route through adolescence. But I think the thing is, is what we also have to realise now as parents is that the jobs that our kids will be going for haven't even been invented yet. I mean, you you were you were able to set your sights on something that was, you know, sort of in your head attainable and to others just so beyond reach because, you know, the percentage of people even getting to that. But nowadays, you know, our, our kids need to be given that opportunity to have that imaginative and creative brain and the can do and the, that limitless, um, you know, because I know that's very much sort of one of your words, but that limitless view on life because we haven't a blimmin' clue as parents what's around the yeah. corner, have we? I mean, I frankly can't even operate TikTok. <laughs> but it's Thank so you. interesting. I was talking to to a, a woman the other day who's a futurist and she said which was amazing the whole idea of a career from 20 to 65 is null and void for thank our kids god. that yes. is not going to happen and absolutely thank god and actually because the world is changing at such a rate they will have what's called a portfolio career. So they'll do something for two years that will pivot into something else that will pivot into something else. So actually it takes the heat out of us as parents because, you know, whereby when we were growing up, it was like, well, do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer? Like there was the list of things, wasn't there? Yeah. That, that you might want to be a teacher, whatever it was, all the professions. And actually now it's really about finding with your kid that thing that sets their soul on fire. Yeah. Like that's the biggest gift you can give them is to help nurture their interests and keep those interests as wide ranging as possible for as long as possible um, because they will have this portfolio career. And so you don't need to shoe on them down a certain avenue, which is amazing, you know, and, and people are now much more attuned to turning your passion into your purpose which was, you know, again, unusual when we were growing up. So you actually clearly then were ahead of the curve because you have had that portfolio career. I, I also, I think, um, less portfolio, I don't quite know what the other word, but I mean, I have reinvented myself on literally as for every milestone birthday. Um, yeah. And so... I, for me, I mean, a lot of people sort of look at it as U-turns or well, you never got that bit right. And for me, it, it's exciting to be able to, you know, sort of a, as I did sort of, you know, um, coming through my sort of, you know, 20s, 30s, to know that actually you were never all you were never stuck in one place. And I think that's the wonderful that. thing. And I think as a, as parents, um, this is sort of nearly what happens to many of us, though, is that we sort of then do the, oh, well, I've sort of reached the end somehow and I've I've now had my kids and and I, I sort of feel it's so important and this is clearly what you're and what we will talk about it at length later but this is why I, I think you went into coaching and to do your new program isn't it is yes, to give I, women that opportunity to sort of think slightly um, bigger yeah I mean I was very aware that I've always processed life slightly differently than the average person I've always been very up, very positive, um, you know, always choosing the good in things. And, and actually, for me to realise a dream at 24 was pretty phenomenal because 
you know, to land Blue Peter, I mean, it was the show everyone wanted to do in the day, certainly if you wanted to be a presenter. And you not only had to be right for the show, you had to compliment the team at that time. So landing it, I mean, the, the stats against you were yeah, exactly. And for me, the massive learning at 24 was... I thought I would land Blue Peter and overnight I would be this confident, gregarious, out there person because my focus was on the job as the destination. And to realise at 24, the thing that freaked me out most was to land that job in the exact same skin that I'd been in, terrified out of my mind. I remember the first time I was ever going live on the show and obviously the music's so iconic and all of that stuff and And I remember the music playing in my ears through the talkback and thinking in my head, I don't even know what my name is right now. (laughs) I was about to come on live telly, like (laughs) out of body terrified. And somehow I did it. It kind of kicked in, autopilot kicked in and I presented the show. But the first six months of the show, I had to take night nurse the night before every live show because I literally had to knock myself out. I was so scared I couldn't sleep. And I... It really hit me, I remember, even at 24, I remember thinking, wow, like this moment, everybody lives with their eyes on the prize. Everybody is eyes on the destination. When I land that job, when I have that house, when I have that car, my job is going to be X, Y, Z. It's always in the distance. And actually, to realize a dream like landing Blue Peter at 24 felt pretty epic. And I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like I wanted to go to every single person on their deathbed and say that thing that you thought would have fulfilled you more, it wouldn't. Like, let it go. Like, you would have been the same person with the same set of fears and everything about you, just with a different set of circumstances. And so so I realised that that was kind of quite an unusual um, thing to realise in life. And, and, And everybody is working to the destination. Nobody lives in the now. And so obviously Blue Peter led on to other amazing TV shows and, you know, hosting the Olympics party in Trafalgar Square to millions worldwide. I mean, a crazy career. But that was the that was the show I wanted to do. And I kind of ended up doing Heart Breakfast for three years, which meant, you know, 3.30 alarms. Amazing gig. But I kind of felt like I wanted to get back to me. My daughter was starting secondary school. I wanted to be there for her in the mornings. I didn't want somebody else to be doing that transition first term. It had to be me. And so I stopped working at heart and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a course in neuro-linguistic programming because I'm fascinated (laughs) by people. I know I'm going to love it. And it was purely to, um, I guess, scratch an itch and, and to I just kept thinking to myself, think what an amazing friend I'll be, think what an amazing mother I'll be if I know how the brain works. So I did that course and then somebody else said to me, you should actually do a full coaching course. And it was like the it was like the fog lifted. I was like, why have I never done this before? Why have I never thought of this? And again, there was a part of me that did the course wondering whether I was actually going to use it to be a coach or whether I was just going to use it to equip me for life and Mm -hmm. you know my family and while I was doing the course I got an email from a company asking me to fly to Florida to speak at their Ignite conference which was to inspire 800 delegates and I was like um you don't know this but I've just done coach training so actually I could do a talk which couples my life experience with my coach training and so that the audience are left with tangible takeaways not just you know not just a little fluffy chat 
And then they said, oh, um, if, in case it sways you, Erin Brockovich is speaking after you. Do you remember the movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> and so that just felt like such incredible synergy. And, and so I did that talk and it kind of just then snowballed into I decided I did want to coach um, because I have such a heart for helping people realize that their life to a certain degree is up to them and how you choose to process things, how you choose to show up every morning, how you, you know, make plans for your life and, and live those plans out and who you surround yourself with all of that stuff. It makes such a difference. And on my coaching course, so what was I when I did my course 46, I remember sitting there thinking, I'm quite into personal development and I've had my entire life and I've never heard half of this stuff. Do you know, I had exactly the same. I think I must have been in my early 40s when I did my NLP. And um, it was it was sort of it was a life changing sort of decision just to do it. So, you know, I I was stuck in a rut and I was meant to be I, I was a portrait wedding and portrait photographer. And I had hit this rut following the death of my dad and and. I was trying to get the coach was trying to get me motivated again. And what, for whatever reason, he did the values exercise and he sort of said, no, Kai, your values from your business are not equating to your personal ones. And I sort of said, well, what are we going to do? He said, well, we can change them. And I sort of said, hang on a minute. Am I allowed to give up photography? And, and well, it, I love yeah. that you would say, am I allowed? Exactly. And it was, and it was when, and he just went, listen, love, this is your life. And it was me. And I, I had been sort of sitting there, sort of doing maybe people pleasing, maybe doing, and it was only when I actually had my own coach that he sort of said, you actually need to start taking responsibility here. And a bit like you, always into sort of people development, always into personal development. And I did NLP and it absolutely blew my world wide open because I realized why I suffered from imposter syndrome. I realized what, you know, all these sort of things that I had been doing probably were chasing goals that hadn't really been set by me, but were sort of, you know, encouraged by others. Mm-hmm. And it, I think, you know, even if there's someone out there thinking, oh, flip, I've hit a rut and I don't know what to do. Just a bit like your course, Katie, get a bit of training, get a bit of guidance, not to find a new career, but for just to be able to lift the lid on what you're doing at the minute and go, do you know what? There is actually a hell of a lot out there that I hadn't even, as you said, hadn't heard of, didn't know about. And the world sort of starts opening up then, doesn't it? Totally. And I think it's the minute you start, you know, I always say to people in our, when they come to me for coaching, we always have a, a chemistry call to see how that we can work well together. And, you know, within that, I say, I don't have the answers for your life. I've got all the questions. You've got all the answers. Yeah. But we never take the time to ask ourselves these deep searching questions because we live life at such an amazing pace. And, you know, one of the reasons that I created, I've, I've just um, launched my online course called Ignite. And one of the reasons I put it together was because off the back of 2020, I just felt such a heart for everyone feeling stuck, everyone feeling overwhelmed and everyone just kind of feeling so mere, like like there's more to life, but you don't know how to access it. And I think this season has been horrific on so many levels. But if we choose to use it in any positive way, 
it's like the most incredible shake of, I liken it to the 80s, those Etch-a-Sketch we had. Yeah. And we'd try and draw a car and you couldn't draw a circle. But <laughs> it's like the Etch-a-Sketch of life has been shaken. And we're now sat with a blank Etch-a-Sketch. And it's like, what are you going to draw? Because if this whole experience gets wasted, what was the point? Like, we've all learned things through this process about ourselves, about how we're showing up to life, about who we want to surround ourselves with, about who we want to be, what's important, what isn't. And unless we take the time to really deep dive on that and go, right, what am I moving forward from this with? It will be just a, a complete wasted opportunity. But, but, and, and I think that's the thing. I and mean, this is why I sort of look at... Um, I, I look at the sort of, you know, the 2020 with, with a huge amount of gratitude mm. because, and here's the permission word again, it's it's given us permission to hit pause and it's given us permission to be slightly more introspective and it's given us permission to just put the, you know, put the brakes on this chaos and the mayhem and the, and the, the, the humdrum of life. And to yeah. say, well, here, hang on a minute. What actually is it that you value? What is it that you sort of sets your soul alight? I mean, who'd have known? I, I was sort of growing broad beans, you know, sort of in, in August. I love and, broad and, beans. And, and, you know, <laughs> I didn't know, didn't even know I liked them, but it, it, it was just really, it was really strange that, that I sort of, I was doing things that I actually never really had time to do because actually what happens in normal life as you say we do live at such a pace and actually the only time we start doing big expansive thinking again is that week of holiday when you're sat on a beach first three days you're decompressing then you actually start doing some big thinking then it's like actually we've always wanted to live by the sea or how about we open a cafe here or da 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 or all the stuff that's in your heart comes out and then you you come home buzzing and then guess what? You're back in the rat race again and you're yeah. on the train commuting and all of those thoughts go. And you just have to day. shut down all those dreams, don't you? Yeah. And, it's, and we just don't take the time. And I'm so with you. You know, there's so much. This season has been horrendous. Nobody is in any way questioning that. But if we don't come out of this stronger and better and more together as a community and, and wiser and more ready to live an authentic life, true to who we are at the core. You know, we all take on so much stuff from other people and we do live life according to so many shoulds, don't we? And, oh, I shouldn't do that. In coaching, so often my clients will say, oh, I should do that. Well, why should you? You know, we just take it all on and actually when you brush all that stuff aside and go, right, who do you want to be? How are you wanting to show up to life? Because, you know, the other thing off the back of last year is – is just how fragile life is. And I had an experience of that in 2019, just before it all happened. I actually had an accident and um, face planted something and, and smashed the front of my forehead open and um, was was in the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford. And, you know, they took like an hour and a half to stitch me. It was, it was properly full on. And for somebody who's been on telly, there were about three days when I threw a pity party because you're very used to being judged on how you look. And yeah. as a woman, nobody wants a long scar down the front of their forehead. And then I was very aware that I was at choice. And I either would throw a pity party for the rest of time and stay in bed thinking, poor me, or I would look at that experience and use it to power me up and realize that actually how lucky I was, like had the impact been 
either side of my forehead, I possibly wouldn't be here. And that's the truth. That's what doctors told me when I was in hospital. And so now, you know, I was already on this empowered, limitless journey, but now I'm like, wow, like the, the fire it's given me for helping people to, to live all out. Because I also think a lot of women, particularly we hit midlife and a lot of people I know are just a bit, um, a bit deer in headlights and they're kind of feeling a bit like they'll get, they'll, they'll just tread water now. Do you know what I mean? They're comfortable, like, like there's no great lows in yeah. life, but there's no great highs. It's all quite safe and they'll just trundle along. And I'm like, no, this is the most incredible chapter. Like if we discover who you want to be and work out the steps to get you there, like you can be so powerful at this point. Think how knowledgeable you are compared to when you were 20. Like think how much resilience you've got. It's such an exciting time. And I and I now view it a little bit like when I was a kid in the summer holidays, the six week summer holidays, I was, I loved the first three weeks of the six week summer holidays. Once I was past the three weeks and I knew I was counting down, not up, yeah. I was like, ugh. Now it's past halfway. You may as well. It's all ruined. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then I'd get to the night before school and I'd look back at that midpoint and go, what was I doing? That was so yeah. much time. Look at all the stuff that I've done since then. And yeah. I think a lot of people view midlife like that. It's a little bit like, well, we're counting down now, you know, and it's totally, like, totally. you're going to get when you're 90 and you're going to look back at when you were 50 and go, what was I doing? Well, precisely. I mean, potentially it's 40 years, isn't it? So well, why, why on earth sit for the next sort of 40, 30, 40 years with the brake pedal on? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. And Absolutely. I, I think the wonderful thing about sort of being in your 50s and I'm still clinging on to them is Actually, you don't give a stuff. I mean, you know, you you were sort of uh, when you were talking about your blue Peter days and sort of stuff like that. I, all I could hear was my, the the voice in my head going imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. And in my twenties and thirties, I didn't know what it was, but it certainly held me back. And now in my sort of 50s, I just sort of go, do you know, I mean, that's why I decided to release a podcast. It was, well, it's lockdown. What else am I going to do? And it's like, to hell with it. If it fails, it fails, but at least you give it a whirl. And I think the thing is, is that it is, it's that, it's that feeling of, it, it, it is the can do, but it is all also, it, it's taking the limits off, isn't it? And it's yeah. just sort of, the only limits that we do have are within our, our own two ears, really. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think the minute you kind of liberate yourself from that, and what I always do is, is really, I'm always so crystal clear on why I'm doing this. And this is how I work with clients. We, we get so clear on your why, and your reason for doing it, that you have no choice, but to step up to that brave place. Because if you center yourself in the reason for the destination, then you have to get there. You have to do the brave thing. You have to, you know, and, and going back to your earlier point of feeling like your career, you you did one thing and failed at that, as you put it. You know, it's I, there was an amazing quote by um, Thomas Edison, who invented the light bulb. And he um, he got asked in an interview, how did it feel to fail a thousand times when you were making the light bulb? And he said, I didn't fail a thousand times. The light bulb was a... Um, an invention that took a thousand steps to yes. get to and and I view that very much as 
as how we pivot through life. It's not that you did a job and that didn't work out. You did that job because it led you onto the next job, which led you onto where you are now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's constant. I, I think it's like adjusting your sails, isn't it? And yep. I love the sort of image of, of a boat out on, on the, you know, on the seas and actually a massive thing for me out of the whole lockdown and 2020, 2021 experience was the whole vulnerability thing because, you know, Brené Brown talks extensively about vulnerability and, and vulnerability is the thing we move heaven and earth to avoid. That's why we stay in the safe job. That's why we stay in the not so great relationship because we don't want to put ourselves into that vulnerable place because it's a bit scary. And actually 2020, 2021 has forced us into feeling feeling vulnerable. Like this is the feeling that we avoid like the plague. Yeah. yeah. And so actually rather than, you know, fearing vulnerability, it's like, well, buddy, you're in it now. So where are we going? Like, you know, the the um I've got a quote in my coaching room and it says, you know, a ship in a harbor is safe, but that's not what a ship is for. And it's yeah. like your ship has been shunted out onto the sea, <laughs> onto the ocean with the highest of waves. So you've got no choice but to adjust those sails and freaking go with it right now because you're you're out of that harbor, you know? And and I think that's such a useful kind of point for people to feel that that safe life's kind of gone. Do you know what I mean? And it's a, and actually to look on the vulnerability is such a positive because that is where you grow. Any any brave step you ever take requires you to step into this oh, vulnerable yeah. space. Well, I, I I must admit I I was sort of sitting, I was chatting to a coach friend of mine, um, and it must have been about April May of last year, twenty twenty, and we'd had lockdown for about sort of three months. Um, and so I was chatting to her, or it was less than that, actually, but I was chatting to her and saying, I, I, I've got to be doing something. I should be doing something. I should be using this time because it's everything slowed down. And, and I've always been driven. I've been an action taker. and I've always been driven to take action and do stuff. And I said, I'm feeling really, really guilty with just sitting here and I, I must achieve something. And she just looked at me and she sort of said, I tell you what you really need to do. She said, you need to be comfortable with the discomfort and I went, oh, seriously, what that? No, 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 no. That's why I'm always, always busy. She went, no, you've got to stop being busy and just sit with that discomfort and see. And that's, I think, what a lot of us worry about is if we stop. And that's what we've had to do over 2020, 2021 is we've had to slow down and stop. And that has given us the space to look inwards. And for many, Katie, that's really quite scary stuff. And it's this sort of fingers in the air going, la, 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 no, no, I don't want to know about that. But it's actually where you find the gold, isn't it? Oh, my gosh, because actually any time in my life when I've had a really tough season and, you know, let's be clear, everybody has tough seasons, whether you're the person off the telly, whether you're, you know, the people on Instagram who show their polished lives, everybody has stuff going on and when I've gone through really tough seasons I have thrown myself into work because it's a complete avoidance tactic. yeah yeah and actually then the minute you stop that work you crash like you crash like nothing before because you haven't you know dealt with the stress and the and the impact of yeah. the thing that happened to you and I think you know to take the time to rediscover who you are you know and and for a lot of women it's about rediscovering who were you before you became their mum who you were you before you were their wife like and that's a distant memory for many 
Yeah, and we all take on so many hats. And I think particularly now women are carrying so much. And, you know, at the moment, there's the potential of a school going back on March the 8th. And, and it's also International Women's Day. And I think it's incredible if those two wow, go inside. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody's carried a lot this season. But of the people I know, women have carried a hell of a lot. And I think there's a, you know, to, to just make sure that everybody is being kind to them and, and to actually before you do try and launch back into normal life in inverted commas, take the time to work out what normal life looks like for you and what you want it to look like. Um, so let's segue into, tell me about your Ignite course then, because this is really, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a framework that helps women do just that. Is, am I correct? I'm so excited about it. It is. It's so I in um, 2020 was getting so many direct messages from women on on my social media, you know, who were just feeling it just overwhelmed, stuck, feeling just flat, you know, like, not knowing who they are. And so I really had a heart for creating something that would help women get back to themselves. And as I describe it, power up for 2021. So on paper, all of the people who talk to you about building an online course would would shout that this is the wrong thing. Oh, totally. I literally laser focused it for now. It is for 2021. It's not an evergreen. It's about where we're at now because I've done courses in the past where people have thrown everything at it. And I did one course once and I was a week into it and I hadn't even found the gold that I wanted in the first place. I was trawling through this person's stuff. They were throwing so much of their old material in that I was mm-hmm. having. And I wanted to really respect women's time because I know how cross that made me to spend a whole week on something and I didn't even get what I wanted yeah. out of it. Yeah. So I've really laser focused this course on on processing where we've been, on deep diving on who we are, on who we want to be, on the life we want to live going forward, what your limitless year ahead might look like, the goals and steps that are going to get you there and the tools and techniques to equip you to power up after this. Because I just think people are feeling so lost, for want of a better word, and to use this opportunity to gift yourself some time, you know, and, and the beauty of it is I also built it so that people can do it at their own pace. So it's 14 chapters, videos and downloadables for each chapter that you work through systematically at your own pace. So you could power through it in, you know, a week, two weeks if you wanted to. Right, or you okay. Could, you know, do it across. So the key is people dip in and out when they can fit it around homeschooling, which hopefully is going to finish, um, you know, life, all of the stuff, because we're all busy. And I didn't want to put something together that meant people have to show up on a Wednesday evening at eight. You know, it might be brownies or there might be yeah, other stuff. Got you. On. I'm really conscious that I wanted it to be so easy for people to do that it was kind of a no brainer. And I also wanted to make sure that I kept the price point as low as I physically could, because for me, my impact for this year my word for this year is impact. Okay. Uh, I always have a big power word for the year. And and I just have such a heart for helping women power up off the back of this that it's important to me that it's accessible to as many people as possible. So who's it for? It's sort of for women who are what lost or wanting to do something different or or yeah. is it 
it's for any number of women. So if if you're if you feel like you're at a crossroads, but you don't know you know which way to go, if you've never taken the time as an adult to really deep yeah. dive on who you are and what you want in life, it's about people who want to sort of build a big vision, but they haven't got a clue how to start or how you go about putting the goals in place to get there. It's for people who know that they can show up more powerfully to life, but don't have the habits and routines in place that are going to support them. It's, you know, and I just feel like this is such an amazing time to to do this kind of course. Like this is the course I would have wanted even before I started coaching because I'd never done any of this stuff. And obviously I can't there's only so many hours in the day that I can coach one-to-one clients and Mm -hmm. obviously there's a premium to that because it's a bespoke service so to be able to think right how can I make my work and my life's calling more available to more people so I'm really excited like this is the course for 2021 without a doubt it is like the laser focus is brilliant So oh, really lucky, excited. lucky! It's it's sort of at, at the beginning of the year. So, uh, sort of, I know that um, I'll and I'll give dates here so people can anchor onto this. You go live on, or this is released on the twenty first of February, twenty twenty one, isn't it? Um, this and and you've got an early bird for a week. Is that correct? So right. If people are interested, um, and uh, it's actually an early bird for seventy two hours. So the early bird finishes at midnight on Tuesday. So right. Sunday. Day, three days to get right, this because this podcast goes out on Tuesday 5 5:30 a.m. So it, anyone that's downloading it now, just press press pause and go to what's what's the link called? So you need to go to katiehill.com. Yeah. If you sign up for my newsletter, you will get a code to put in. Right. So the full price is 147. Oh, okay. So right, okay. So people have got it, they they, they need to get a wiggle on. So right, okay. Because so the full price is 147. If you've subscribed to my newsletter, you get it for 97. Right. So that's okay. 50 my 50th year. Right. So um, you know, and and I just know that it's going to really help people. And I've really strategically planned what goes where and how you work through it. And I've really, you know, it's really important to me how people feel when they do it and I just wanted it all to look beautiful. And so I'm really, really excited, as you know, from putting courses together, <laughs> yes. a lot of work. And I've done this whilst homeschooling and running everything, you know, so it's so it's been a real labour of love. But because I knew that I wanted to make a difference, that's what kept me But I, I think, and that goes back to what we were saying right at the beginning, is the fact that it's so important to find your passion and what drives you. Because if someone had sort of said, right, okay, Katie, I want you to, um, you know, sort of re- release a course on, forgive me, all accountants out there, but, you know, the highs and lows of profit and loss accounts, you, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have got it done. And that's the whole thing. And unless, of course, that's secretly your bag. But I mean, you know, it's 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 only when we sort of embrace things that are of value to us and are our passion and are what sort of sets our heart alight that actually you don't mind burning the midnight oil and you don't mind sort of putting your all into it. And that's, I think, the key to all of it is finding the thing that sets your heart on fire. You know, back to my Blue Peter days, I would have done that job for free. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. Not the BBC know that <laughs> but you know and now with coaching it's like it sets me on fire every time I finish a zoom call with a client yeah. you know I've got one client in LA uh, who I was coaching yesterday and um I come off the call and I am just 
buzzing. I am lit up because it's like that is the feeling that I want. And that is the feeling that I want my clients to have when they are yep. so in tune with who they are and so lit up and ignited, for want of a better word, with the life they're living and, and where they're going. I just, you know, it is, I'm, I'm so about I mean, I, I I get that Friday feeling now because my children are in school, but Friday in the weekend, it kind of merges for me, yeah. you know, yeah. to not have that awful Sunday night dread of Monday morning. I never have that. I, I have the Sunday night excitement as, right, who am I coaching this week? Where are we going? What's happening? It's, and to, that's, that's amazing because, you know, we're not here to live two days and endure five. That, yeah. That's just, that makes no sense at all. Yeah, no, you're you're quite right, and that's because that's exactly when I was sort of you know relating that story about getting permission from my coach to give up photography, and he mm-hmm. said to me, he said, "Well, what do you want to do, Kai?" And I just said, "I want to bottle that feeling you've just given me, and I want to give it to other people," and that mm-hmm. is what drove me. And you're quite right; it is handing because it, it it's handing your clients or your you know the, be it sort of one to ones or courses or whatever, handing them the keys to unlock whatever they need to unlock and it's just watching that light bulb moment when someone realizes oh my god yeah I've got the answers in inside and it's just us asking the right questions isn't it and pointing them in the right direction um I think for me as well it's about you know when when I was on Blue Peter I mean what a gift of a job it was incredible and I got to do amazing things and I was very aware that I was impacting a generation yes because know it because you do be in the super were you even aware of it then yeah I was actually only because of the feedback from people and and how kids would view you and 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 it was just amazing and because I knew girls weren't doing that kind of stuff yeah. anywhere else you were very much as well a household name you know we used to get 10 million viewers an episode yeah I mean, you see were a household name because frankly people had no choice there were only four channels so hiya sorry about that but <laughs> But, you know, for me, uh, last year between lockdowns, so it was kind of September time before this, another lockdown kicked in, I was on the tube in London and I got off at the station and I was aware of someone running behind me and this woman, you know, really well-dressed and everything, stopped, kind of almost not able to get breath. And she went, you're Katie Hill, aren't you? And I went, yes. And um, and it's always weird because I, I don't view myself as her now. I know yes, that sounds yes, yeah. I'm on a different journey now. But she said, you're Katie Hill. And I said, yeah. And she's like, I have to tell you, you're the reason I became a brain surgeon. Oh, my God. Goosebumps even saying it now. Like, because because she'd seen a girl doing something that just inspired her, that made her feel like anything was possible. And and with me now, career-wise, I feel like this is sort of phase two of inspiring others to play big thing that I did in my early but now it's kind of one-on-one or on a course and I'm kind of equipping people um because it's it and it's amazing and I feel a bit like you know there's there's an element when you've had a phenomenal early career like I had of when you finish that of now you know but I truthfully feel like with turning 50 this year and with everything that I've got happening with Limitless and now putting the Ignite course out there I'm so excited inside for what's coming and I I honestly feel like that was that was part one you better look out for part two like I really feel I, I, just 
Do you know that that's exactly that's how exactly how I feel is is I mean you might have jumped out of a plane at 24 my darling I had to jump out of one at 54 it took me a little bit longer to catch up but I tell you when you start doing those things it's sort of just it, it it just opens the door for so much more and to think you know I I don't want to sit around and sort of you know play bridge at the age of 60 I want to be maybe jumping out of another plane or you know just it, it's just doing lots of different things because there was I was watching something on on sort of Instagram and there was a, a, an 87 year old woman doing sort of CrossFit and I thought dear god I can't even do that but she and she started at 67 and you think that is it that is the mentality isn't it is it's being also really inhabiting this new space that you find yourself in and your new chapter and you know it for me, what's odd is the other day I got asked to do, there's a there's a show on TV called Pointless and they were doing a Blue Peter special and they were like, would you come along? And I was like, do you know what? It's lockdown. I've seen nothing but my house for a while. Of course <laughs> I will. And I went along and I hated every minute and I couldn't work out why. And then the penny dropped and it was because, um, you know, at the beginning they said, oh, how do you think you'll introduce yourself? And I was like, well, how about I say something like, I'm Katie Hill and I, you know, inspired a generation of girls by jumping out of planes and now I work with those same girls to help them step into their limitless life right and then it came back no no no, just say just say I'm Katie Hill and I was number 22 so so the feeling that I was on national television people would have been seeing me for the first time in ages because they might not know I'm on this new journey but with nothing about the new journey I'm on and being judged by who you were when you were 24. It sent me, it's like anyone listening, you know, you imagine the job you did at 24 and if someone still thought you were that person. It was like a nightmare. It was so bizarre. I just wanted to kind of have a badge that went, oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not this person. You know, and obviously all the questions were about, you know, what was the craziest thing you did? And and to be held to who you were at 24. But you're quite right, because my my mum watches Pointless. She loves it to bits. And so, you know, yeah. every so often, you know, and, and she was here at Christmas. And I must admit, I didn't see you, love, but, you know, maybe I was carving turkey or something. But the thing is, is when I look at Celebrity Pointless, I am very, very cynical. And I go, who have they wheeled out this time? And actually... How unfair, because, I mean, it is, it's judging and sort of saying, oh, she doesn't look as good. Of course you're not, of course you're going to be different. I must, must admit, you certainly don't look 49 and three quarters, I can tell you. But but yeah. we do automatically judge people from when we imagined them 30 years ago. It's bloody ridiculous. So bizarre. And I think, you know, to have, and it was a real moment for me because yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not doing that again. I'm on a new journey. If I go on TV now, it is to talk about my new journey. It is not to be held to who I was at 24. And don't get me wrong, that journey was incredible, but I'm on a very different journey now. And, and And truthfully, there's not a lot of telly that I would want to do, which is why I thought, you know what, I want a whole new avenue. And it's so liberating to have this whole new chapter that's the other thing for people hitting midlife to have a whole new journey yeah. it's just like just re-energizes you it's a bit like you know my parents are 75 and they moved locally two years ago well they've just got a whole new lease of life because they've got a whole new house and they're yeah. da, 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 new, new things to explore and I feel like that with jobs it's like you're when you're on a new journey it's like I'm just kind of 
buzzing from it now. Well, that I mean, and this is where we're sort of going to wrap up, but this is what I just want to encourage anyone who is sitting in a rut or has just got through 2020 and thought, where the flip am I going now? Please do yourself a favor. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's a big favor, but sort of um, it's, I, I think it's very important. Just www.katiehill.com because seriously, it, you'll, you, it, I, I'm presuming it's got lots of NLP techniques and sort of stuff like yeah. that in it. Techniques it, and, and processes for people to work and, with. And it's all tried and tested. These things work brilliantly. Katie and I both experienced them, and it, it does. It, it opens your world up to something that actually, in fairness, I never dreamed possible. Yeah, it's yeah. Ama- and it's amazing how we never take the time for yeah. this, you know. And it's and actually, this stuff really so much of it should be taught in schools, and it would be amazing. It will be want- one day. It will be. Um, and I think it's wonderful that the world is so much more open to all of this stuff and all of the awareness of how you're showing up to life and yeah. you know health and all of the stuff. Um, it is wonderful that our kids are growing up in a very different generation than we did in terms yeah. of that. Um, although it's funny with my own children because sometimes I'm sometimes when we sat at breakfast and I'll say something and they'll they'll just kind of roll their eyes and go yes mummy life lessons <laughs> because they know when I'm kind of throwing them with coaching things or like I'll pick them up from school and I'll be like how was your day and they'll be like good and I'll be like like good how like <laughs> and then I'll be like if if we were Scoring it out of ten, where would it be? And what would what would take it nearer a ten? And they're like, "Mummy, mummy, stop." <laughs> that's you're quite right. That's what I, I used to experience when I worked with Childline, and um, you know, I'd sort of I'd sit there and sort of try ever so sort of slightly to start sort of asking questions. And Alice would, go, "Oh, just stop going all Childline on me. Just leave me alone." And it, you know, the, and the thing is, is that we do because we're trying to get the very best, or we're trying to dig a little bit deeper because that's that's the important thing. It's trying to sort of. It, it, you know, through this whole thing, it's funny, since last March when the whole pandemic started and lockdown started, my heart, you know, for my kids has been to keep life as normal in inverted commas for them as possible and really to focus on them and their mental health because actually the kids, I think, are the ones who've really suffered in this. I agree, yeah. Because, you know, there's no, it, you lose all of that social thing at a time yeah. when social thing is suddenly so important and and you know I think I said to you the other day my daughter's 14 and and for her I'm really suddenly aware that it's not just your immediate social group who you miss it's the it's you know let's be honest at 14 it's the walking down the corridor and seeing that sick form you quite fancy it's all of those little interactions that don't think are important for them socially but they actually are quite crucial you're quite right and it's it's those things that we forget about and it, it, it is is those are hugely important and when they're holed up sort of with mum dad or whoever um for let's face it months on end I think we need to give them a little bit of slack as you say keeping their life um as normal as possible but somehow injecting a bit of fun and excitement and and opportunity which is hard it's hard but but hence 
and I'm, I, I know I'm harping on about this, but it's important, your course, because when as a mother, I remember when I sort of, um, you know, took a career change and the impact it had on my kids was really big because they suddenly realized, oh, my God, mum's just done that. Or mum's just skied down a double black diamond or mum's just jumped out of a plane or mum's just done this. And suddenly they're thinking, shit, she's really old. If she can do it, I must be able. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. I think as parents, we need to be those role models for our kids. I mean, you know. Whole thing of putting your oxygen mask on first, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And there is a reason they tell you to do that as an adult. And you, you know, you cannot be the best parent if you're feeling like your life is lacking in yes. some way. Totally. You know, with my kids, it's so important for them that they, for me, that they see me working, that they see me excited by what I do for a living, that they see me embracing new challenges. You know, my daughter Kaya, she takes after my husband. She's completely technical and she just knows that I'm a complete technophobe. But that's not to say that I haven't studied and started to master this stuff because I know it helps me have a bigger impact. Yes. And so, you know, she's really sweet. Every time she sees me, I go, look at this course I've just created. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Marie, look at you. <laughs> exactly. so I'm constantly stepping out of my comfort yeah. zone. But I know why I'm doing that and, and the impact that I want to have on women. And, you know, after this really hard season is, is huge. So, you know, I, I really hope that my course helps lots of people. Frankly, if it helps one person that's job done well I know it'll help more than that so for people so much right now and and we really can power you know if I can smash my forehead in 2019 and use it to power me up we really can use this vulnerability to really show up powerfully and it's and it's like it's given us a chance to reset life how wonderful and 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 what an opportunity that we've got yeah definitely and you know don't waste it don't don't go back to, don't go back to the, you know, the, 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 the mundane and the feeling like you're on this hamster wheel, you know, we're off the hamster wheel now. So let's choose, let's be mindful. You know, I love one of my favorite films is I love the greatest showman. It makes me sob. Oh, yes. and, you know, the, the line, the line in it, you know, we can live in a world that we design and we, we are at choice. We absolutely can do that. That's not, that's not airy fairy. That is the truth. But here's the key that most people don't buy into. You actually have to design that world. Yeah. We can live in a world that we design, but you have to take the time to design it. Otherwise you're just reactive to what life is throwing at you. And I think, None of us know what the rest of 2021 is going to look like. I don't, I don't for a moment, you know, I'm not implying that there's going to be a magic wand and we're all powering out of this. Actually, a key part of the course is knowing that you are choosing to put all the tools and techniques and routines in place in life that, you know, whatever life throws at you, you can show up powerfully. And I've, I've absolutely clung to my routines and habits and all of the stuff in this season because that's been my constant and that's been the thing I can control when the rest of it is out of control just I, I just a quick question because uh, I don't know why I haven't asked it before but this is for um you know we're, we're, my my market and I think your market is sort of you know a bit like us we're women who are sort of you know um have teen fabulous yeah, yeah, fabulous <laughs> but tell me it sounds like a really good piece of kit for our Kids as well, surely. The course? Yes. 
Yeah, hundred percent. It's it. It actually, I hadn't even thought of that. Look at me as the mother of a fourteen and yeah. I was going to say that. I mean, that would be something really cool if you choose to do it yourself and then give it to your daughter or son. But surely you could actually work through it together. You could actually almost do it as a family, and you just have the PDFs. Each person has their own PDFs, and you just you know, and you could even discuss the things that you discovered, and and just an amazing opportunity and I hadn't even thought of it being for, for teens because I obviously focused on yeah obviously the but there's not yes that so there you are the, but there's nothing stopping someone getting this for themselves but also for their kids because yes. how, how great to empower them to flip sake to to do this when they're young and they don't have the emotional baggage that we sometimes have and need to get rid of so yeah yeah absolutely yeah. No, I'm 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 really excited about it, and I just you know encourage everyone listening to keep digging deep because I you know just to reassure everyone this has been a really hard season, and you know I'm one of the most buoyant people on the planet, and I've had flat days, which yeah. is why I've created this course because it scares me because I'm like if I can have flat days and I am pretty up, yeah, you know someone totally. who is ways up would be really suffering and so I wanted to put something together that I knew would be really powerful and really helpful well it it was your Instagram post that got me which sort of said um this season is tough and so are you so yeah and we are we are yeah we are able to do this to be able to look at this season and to realize how resilient we are and to look back at all the things we've learned through it is is what we have to do right now, you know, and actually the moment you and I are speaking, we're in the middle of half term, the kids might be going back to school, you know, this is a great time for my course to be dropping. It is, it is. Two weeks before normal life even starts to eco open and certainly a few months before it's all properly open. So to actually go now that it feels like there is a bit of momentum towards things moving forward and we're not stuck in this stagnant place. We'll be prepared for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um mm-hmm. I'm 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 so excited and I'm um yeah, I'm I'm like <laughs> oh no, it is it, it is it's clinging on by the seat of your pants, but also yeah. it's an exciting ride. I, I get that. So yeah. Yeah. much success for it, my love. It'll be it'll oh, be a storm because um it's been so lovely chatting, honestly. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you so much. And um I will leave um in case they didn't know what the website is, I'll leave it in the show notes as well. <laughs> as well but um I, I, and, and anyone that wants to get in contact with you that can can look at the show notes and um but or, or grab katie on instagram as well she's she's there a lot as well but katie my love thank you so much indeed um it's been an absolute gem chatting to you and happy 50th this year so thank you thank you, you very exciting <laughs> bye-bye Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? 
parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.